Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Jeff. If you're a Christian entrepreneur like me, you know how important it is to build our businesses on the foundation of God's Word. That's why I wrote my new devotional, Navigating Entrepreneurship Through the Lens of Scripture, a 30-day journey for Christian entrepreneurs. I wanted to let you know that it's now available on Amazon, and you can also check it out at navigatingbiblicalentrepreneurship.com forward slash devotional. And welcome to the Business God's Way podcast. My name is Jeff Elder and I equip kingdom-focused entrepreneurs to build prosperous businesses for the purpose of advancing God's kingdom in the marketplace. Each week, you're going to learn actionable strategies and tips to help you build and grow your business God's way. So you can truly become a kingdom-focused entrepreneur with impact. And hey, we just might have a little fun along the way. Let's dive in. What's up, my friends? Hey, welcome back to another episode of business God's way. And I'm your host, Jeff Elder. And today I'm excited to have a guest on the show. This will be our first, um, first interviews of the, of the podcast. So as you know, we've been doing uh, a breakdown of the uh, kingdom business formula. I've been kind of breaking that down for you guys. And now I'm excited to, to bring Chris McClure on to just talk to him about some things that have been going on in his life over the past year. And I just thought it'd be beneficial to have him on and and share. Uh, He's been through a lot. He left his church position. He um, he's running a business that's beginning to to get a lot of traction. He came out with a book. Um, He (laughs) finished a second (laughs) book. (laughs) So, I mean, you haven't been busy at all. Have you? No, there's, there's been a little bit going on, but not, uh, not a lot, you know? Uh, That's awesome. Yeah. Chris and I met a couple of years ago and we've just kind of stayed in touch and we've become really good friends and it's just exciting to see not only what God's doing in his life, but how he's kind of handled the whole process and how he kept, he's kept God the focus of everything. And, and truly he's, he's done business God's way. And, and so I wanted to have him on and kind of talk about that, but specifically we're going to talk about money today because I, I think it's a topic that needs to be talked about um, not only inside the church, but as Christian entrepreneurs, I think it's a topic that, that needs to be talked about and, so we're going to do that as well. So, but before we jump in, Chris, why don't you say hello to everybody and, and give us a brief background um, of kind of where you've been and, and where you are now? Yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks for having me on here, first of all, because it's it's been a journey and it's a journey I didn't expect uh, when I really started down my uh, career path 25 years ago or so now. Uh, as a high school student, feeling called to ministry, taking that step, uh, being a youth pastor for more than a decade, shifting to a more of an associate pastor, executive pastor role, and not expecting in my mid-30s that I was going to kind of cap out in my um, in my career. You know, I felt like I had kind of reached the pinnacle of of what 
um, I could do or wanted to do. And that's when God kind of disrupted my life in, in, in a way I didn't expect with some leadership challenges at our church, but also realizing that it wasn't a um, negative thing. I mean, it, it felt negative at the time, but it was really, I tell people it's kind of God's way of kicking me out of the nest to take steps of faith that I wouldn't have done on my own just because when things are easy, we don't often uh, think about it much. We, we kind of just keep rolling with things, even if it's not maybe our ideal. And so uh, five years ago, uh, this time five years ago, literally, Jeff, I was really doing a lot of soul searching. I was meeting with different leaders outside of church ministry opportunities, just trying to understand what would my value be out in the business world? Would it be a nonprofit kind of an environment that I would best, uh, be able to serve in? Uh, just looking at my options because I knew I needed I needed a change. Uh, my family was established in our community, and we didn't want to leave where we were living. We felt like God hadn't told us to get up and move from here. Um, but that kind of pinned us into certain things, or at least in my mind, I didn't know what to do. And so I kind of going back to the whole faith component that really drove all this for me was I was forced to seek God in a new, fresh way than I ever had before. And I started really uh, on this journey of discovery about who I am and, and realizing God had a greater vision, a bigger vision than what I had expected and um, and so it's been it's been a process, you know, to really accept that and to even believe it, you know, for myself. It's it's not that God doesn't believe in me. It's that I don't, you know, it's, it's taken a while for me to believe in me and and that I that I had a bigger calling beyond even the local church where I was serving, which loved the people where our family still a part of that church family there. So that that all, you know, the transition uh, has ended well there from that standpoint. Um, but yeah, like a year. So if I was, I talked about five years ago, well, a year ago, I was going through another 10 season, as you know, of knowing that I needed to to leave. God had given me a date to end my time at our church of May 23rd, 2019. And I, I, I got that date from him back at, in late 2018. And it scared me because I didn't, once again, I'd started my business, but it was not generating the kind of income yet that I needed to step out. And so I thought, God, what are you doing here? You know, once again, another big faith component of this thing. And so a year ago, I was uh, really, really being stretched again. And he provided a contract that really kind of tipped the uh, scales for me for um, having that confidence, seeing that he was going to provide in ways I didn't even expect. And and then, you know, like you said, my book, I, I, I got my message for my book from, from the Lord through my quiet time a couple of years ago now. And, um, and it was something I'd struggled with wanting to write a book, but not sure what to write on. And, and God just kind of in a moment just gave it to me. And, um, and then I wrote it. And uh, like you said, I'm, I'm actually in process of, of finishing my second book now. And, uh, but it's been a journey. It really has. My business is going well. My, I'm loving working with my clients, seeing that God wanted me in the business community, my pastoral background, I, at first I thought, are people going to, to respond to me because of my ministry background? And what I have actually found is that people respond to me quicker because of my ministry background. So the thing I feared is actually a strength as I go and talk to prospects and clients, because I do executive leadership coaching, working with business owners, executives, uh, looking at their lives and their leadership. So it's just been a very fascinating journey for me, man. I, you know, it's, it's been, it's been fun. It's been a wild ride. It's been something that I tell people if I had known how hard it was going to be on the front end, I probably wouldn't have had the courage to do it. Um, but seeing God 
guide me step after step has been something that I'm like, God, I don't ever want the, I don't ever want to get so comfortable that, that I quit relying on you. Like I now know how to do or what I am doing. So. That's good. So looking back over the past almost a year now, right? May is coming up in a few months and it'll be a year since you've stepped out. If you had to pick maybe one or two big lessons that God's taught you in the last year with the transition and, and kind of the fear of, of like having that date set of, of May 23rd and, and knowing that once that date passes, you're, you're going to be in, in this transition season <laughs> and yeah. really having to trust the Lord and, and, and just having that faith. But looking back now, like, is there one or two lessons that, that you've really learned about yourself or, or that, have, that has deepened your faith with the Lord or walk with the Lord that um, you would think would be beneficial for everybody to, to hear? Yeah. So a couple of things come to my mind. First of all, um, so, I, so for the longest time I've read my utmost for his highest as a daily devotional and Oswald Chambers talks in that book about cutting the ropes, you know, from the dock so that you, you know, basically you can go out into the deep water. You were meant to just like a boat would, um, you know, you hear the analogy of Cortez burning the ships, you know, that, people didn't his people weren't going to fight to to you know defend themselves if they could have a a plan b a backup plan to to escape so for me when i when that date came it did scare me right i mean it took it Mm. i've realized that 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 walking by faith isn't um fearless it's really having courage you know that Mm. that uh you have to keep moving despite your fear so that's been a personal lesson i think is that date kept getting closer and closer every day and not only did I, not only did I have to trust that God would, he, he did provide obviously for last year when that date was coming, but I had to think about, you know what, that's 2019, but what about 2020? What about 2021? What about 2030? You know, like mm-hmm. it's this ongoing thing that I realized it's, it's not just about the immediate short term. It's about, do I trust God long-term too? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so what it's done for me, Jeff, is it's really, I've had a, I've had a, a good practice of prayer journaling for a long time, more than probably 25 years. Um, but what I've realized is, is as I crave my morning quiet time now, because I, I don't want to get off track. I don't want my business to be driven by Chris. I want it to be driven by God. I want it to be a spirit led business. And I even say this to God in my prayer time is God, you know, connect me to the right people that you want me to serve that you uniquely, uniquely created me to serve. Not people that I just go knock on a thousand doors and play the numbers game. Um, you know, I know that that's a, a sales uh, strategy and it's not bad in and of itself, mm-hmm. but I think that when we're talking about doing business God's way, we need to think about who is he uniquely created me to serve so that I can do that best, you know? Um, so there's that, that's part of it. The other thing that I would say is I've been amazed at people that have come up to me, even in our own church who watched my journey. Sorry, my dog is uh, <laughs> wanting to chime in here. Um, but, but this idea that they're saying, you know, Chris, I never had the courage to do what you're doing. And um, I kind of have a different perspective in our church because like I said, we didn't leave. They knew me as a pastor there for a long time. And I still preach every um, six weeks on a preaching team. And so by doing that, I'm in front of people a lot. They hear my story in different times, different components, different ways. But there was a, there's an older gentleman who um, retired from our congregation and he, he, 
keeps coming up to me and he's like, man, he's like, I'm just so encouraged by your journey by, you know, he's like, I just don't think I would have had the courage to do what you did, you know, and all that. And I'm sitting here thinking, man, I'm scared to death still every day in a sense, because it's still a daily journey. You know, it's, yep. it's trusting God while also at the same time battling the flesh. And yeah. so I would say it's that it's, it's, it's been the personal growth I've had that I've had to uh, get in personally, but also what God's done to me. But then there's this side, it's like, you don't know who you can impact and influence until you take those steps of faith and, um, and, and really see where people are going, man, I, you know, if Chris can do it, maybe I can do it. Or maybe I can talk to Chris about doing it. And I've had those conversations as well. Like, I, you know, people have lost their jobs and thought, you know what, I don't want to just go back to a job. I want to start my own business, but it's scary. And I'm like, yeah, it is. But God will provide and God will guide. So, yeah. That's great. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. So I want to kind of get into your book now. Um, mm-hmm. So your book launched last year. Mm-hmm. I had the the honor of being at your book launch. Yeah. So talk to us a little bit about that. What's the book about? What kind of drove you to write it? Um, give us mm-hmm. kind of a synopsis. And then, like I said, I, I want to kind of land on one of your chapters um, but kind of give us a general synopsis first before we kind of land in on the financial chapter. Yeah, yeah. So it's called The Way to Greatness, The Five Continual Choices That Lead to the Great Life. And as a pastor, and and then as, as I got my business going, I just kept hearing common themes where people are struggling in life. And, you know, as I said, I was really praying and seeking God, like, what's the message you want me to communicate? What, you know, what what can I do to serve the world uh, through a book? And so this, the, the great life, great is an acronym for five different choices that we need to make um, that are five components of a great, of this great life. And it's based off of John 10, 10 in the Bible. Uh, Jesus said that the thief comes only to steal, kill and destroy, but I've come to give you life to the full. And some versions say uh, rich, satisfying, abundant life. And so the great life is, is about God-centered living, relational health, enthusiastic mindset, asset stewardship, and time maximization. And so it's these five choices that I see people tripping on all the time. You know, you kind of think about if, if you think of it from a wheel and each of these five choices were a spoke, if one of those spokes is bent or broken, the wheel doesn't ride like it's supposed to. And, you know, many times people are saying, you know, my relationship with God is good. My relationship with my family, my friends is good. Um, Money's money is a struggle right now, or I I don't have control of my schedule, or you know my mindset. Oh my goodness, I'm struggling in my thinking right now. You know, so so there are components that at any given time we could be doing well, and there are components that are struggling. And so I just feel like this is kind of the I tell people it's kind of like a, a faith based life coaching book in a sense because there's a lot of questions to process. There's a lot of each of these five choices have five action steps uh, so that you can walk through this process to up level in each of those areas. And it's really my way of trying to help people basically take baby steps, so to speak, on this path towards greatness that God wants us to have, that he created us to live, that so many people don't experience. Um, And the cool thing about it that I realized along the way was that when you get to the end of each of these five action steps and these five choices, you need to do it again because you're at a new starting point. Mm -hmm. So where you are today is, is, is where you are, and you go through that process all of a sudden you're then you're now a new starting point to go through it again and, and up level again. And so even the metaphor of having a, a mountain range has come into play for me, like five mountains that we're climbing five different mountains. And then you get to the top of the mountain, you're at the peak, you're, you're enjoying that you got there. 
but then all of a sudden you look out and you see more mountains and you think, okay, there's more territory to go in and everything. So, so it's been a, it's, it's been a journey of really just identifying the areas that people do struggle in and then helping put together a plan. I'm a, I'm a get it done guy. I like, I, I like action steps. I don't want to ever give people um, a, a, a what without some how action steps mm-hmm. to take. And this book is really about what are the steps I can take today to get the result, to get the, the better place in my life that I believe God would have me get to. Cool. That's good. I, I, there's a rumor that there's a course coming along with the, for the book. It is. It's yeah. <laughs> yeah. So actually the course, all the videos are shot. I'm just getting finished up a few things, but basically it's me taking, you know, uh, participants through that journey of, of working through these action steps, kind of teaching through the material lot, you know, in a video setting, uh, walking them through the, the guidebook. And then really, once again, because of an action oriented perspective at the end of each lesson, it's what's your next best step? Because, you know, once again, you get through the whole thing, you could go through it again and have a new next best step in each of these areas or in each of these action steps. So um, yeah, so it's very action oriented. You know, I, I really believe that it's something that, uh, you can go through over and over again at different points in your life. Uh, you know, maybe you go through it now and a year later, you're thinking, I need to, I want to grow some more and you do it again and kind of rinse and repeat. Yeah. What I like about the book is even though you didn't specifically write it for entrepreneurs, I think it could apply very much to no matter where you are or what you do in life. I think the book is very applicable um, to just anybody that wants to to live a greater life and and um, learn how to how to conquer some of these mindset issues mm-hmm. that you talk about in the book. Um, so along that line, I, I wanna I wanna jump in into the topic of of money right now. I know you and I have have <laughs> spent a lot of time talking yeah. about money, especially from the perspective of of Christian entrepreneurs. So I, I kind of want to start this by asking this question. In, in your opinion, for the Christian entrepreneur, what do you think the biggest mindset trap is when it comes to money? I, well, I think a lot of it is, is that the enemy has twisted our understanding of money and having a healthy relationship with it. You know, it's, we know that in scripture, uh, that the scripture gets often misquoted that, you know, money is the root of all evil. And it's not, that's not right. It's the love of money, you know, is the root of all evil in that passage. Um, that it, it, it's where we, where our focus goes, our energy flows kind of thing, you know, where you, where you're obsessed with, you know, Jesus said, you can't serve two masters, right? And he talks about money or mammon uh, versus serving God. And, and so I think a lot of it is, is that even with good intentions, maybe pastors or leaders in the church or family, whoever it is that's been influential in our lives spiritually, have maybe they've had unhealthy understandings of of money or a perspective that isn't biblical, really. Um, and so I think a lot of us we come into this with a lot of mental baggage. The other side of it too, you know, Jeff, there's a um, there's a side that our world really doesn't promote a healthy view of of wealth either and 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 money and how to handle your money well um so we have this dichotomy in our world that we have like we we kind of worship celebrity right that people are rich and famous at the same time we denounce the rich you know from a societal standpoint and so there's this our our 
not only is the church tangled up in this, but the world is is really confused about the, a healthy perspective. And the reality is the Bible, you know, God gave us tons of perspective on on money and wealth and uh, a healthy view of it through scripture. But I just think that we have, we just have it tangled up in a lot of ways. And it, and it holds us back from, we feel guilty because we're being successful and money is part of that success. And um, I know I've, for, for myself, there's been moments where I'm like, people, you know, like, like I'm getting to do my passion, you know, my business is my passion. I love to, to coach people and serve them and help them become better leaders and help them navigate these life issues. And then there's moments where I feel like, like, do I deserve to get paid what I get paid to do what I'm doing? You know, so it, it's money can just really jack things up, I think. Yeah. So what advice would you give somebody to help them kind of overcome that mindset trap? Yeah. Like some of the things but, you just talked about, like what have you done personally to, to kind of help, help yourself or help others mm-hmm. kind of um, get a proper, a proper perspective of, of money and, and making money and, mm-hmm. and actually, to be honest, the benefit of, <laughs> of making yeah. money. Yeah. I think, I think a lot of it is, you know, when I first started my coaching business, one of my mentors, you know, said the world needs you to be rich. And that really kind of rubbed me wrong at first, just because of that whole money mindset thing. Right. Mm-hmm. But as he talked and, and as he is taught in other ways, um, one of the things he said is I don't have a financial goal each year. I have a giving goal. And so for him, it's like, if I want to give X amount of dollars and I'm going to give it a certain percentage, well, let's say it's 10%, you know, from a tithe, you know, biblical Old Testament, at least perspective, then I need to make X amount of dollars to give that, per, you know, that amount of money. So for him, the giving component drove his revenue, you know, uh, drive to get there. Right. And so I think that was, that was a very interesting perspective that I'd never heard anybody say before, partly. And I think a lot of it is because we're used to having salaries and in our jobs where it's a very, it's a pretty much a set income. So you don't really get, you don't really think about that much, but as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, and you can do things to increase your revenue and income, you actually can now increase your giving. You And so, so that's been exciting. Um, another gentleman that you and I know, he, he, uh, uh, mentioned one time that he, when he started his business, he made the commitment that he was going to tithe every month based on what he generated. And I actually, one of the things I did last year when I first started really full time and heard that was who are some ministries or uh, nonprofits that are, that are needing financial support. And I started to just kind of pray through at the end of each quarter and pick one and give. And it was unsolicited from them that was surprising to them most of the time. And I just found great joy knowing a friend of mine was starting up a new nonprofit and I got to help her, um, you know, with that, uh, by giving one quarter. I had, I have missionary friends who, you know, we support at one level, but I was able to give them basically, you know, that, that unexpected blessing. So for me now it became fun right now, yeah. now earning money so I could give it away. And that it, it, the way that I felt like God was leading me to do became a fun game, so to speak. Um, So that was part of it. You know, a lot of it is I started just really talking to people that were struggling with this thing and how they kind of came over it. And, you know, people have pointed me to some different books and, um, you know, just to kind of just get a a better perspective on it. And so for me, it's just been a journey and, and realizing that, you know, money, a CPA friend of mine, who's also a believer said, you know, money is the lifeblood of a business. So 
the thing is, if we don't earn our income, if we don't earn that money, then we limit our business and we limit our giving. We limit what we can do uh, with our lives, with our families, whomever we're with. So I think a lot of it is that seeing money as a tool, not the end in itself. And I think that's where a lot of people get trapped is my goal is money versus my goal is giving a certain amount to a certain cause or to have certain experiences. And therefore, they kind of reach that dead end. And it's like, well, how much is enough? If, if money is your goal, then how much is enough? Right. And we see this all the time in professional athletes or celebrities or whatever, right? That they're, they're rich, but unhappy and, and miserable. And some people commit suicide because their, their mindset is so skewed or they don't, they, they don't have a lot of self-worth, even though they have this huge financial worth. Right. Yeah. I was reading an article a couple of months ago about this, this topic and, and the guy who wrote the article brought something up that was really interesting. He said, just because you make a lot of money doesn't mean you have to keep it. And yeah. I thought that was really interesting. And his whole point was, I, I mean, if you make a lot of money, then, then you don't have to keep it, give it away, yeah. do the things like what you talked about, you know, find yeah. people that, that you can help and serve with, with the money that you make. And as, as an mm -hmm. entrepreneur. So I just said that was an, a really interesting uh, mm -hmm. perspective where he's like, Hey, you know, just because you, you may be making a lot of money doesn't mean you have to keep it. And so yep. I think that's a why even and to that point, I've, I read something somewhere. I forget which book or what it was in, but it was this idea that basically determine determine what your income level is that you want to live the lifestyle that you're desiring. And then that's kind of your set point for for you. And then whatever you earn above and beyond that, then you have choices, right? You can, you can give it away. You can support new initiatives or you can, you know, invest in new businesses or new business, whatever, you know, you have a choice, but basically determining for yourself, what is enough. And, you know, the crazy thing is we chase after so much money, I think in our society to buy more stuff. And then we become miserable with how much stuff we have, you know, because we have cluttered homes and, you know, storage unit business is like crazy in America, right? Because yeah. we have garages and closets and sheds full of stuff and we don't, and we still don't have enough room. So we have to rent other space. Like, you know, simplic simplicity just isn't a thing. And I really think that it's something that, that God um, blesses us with is in simplicity because those things don't own us. Yeah, that's good. So let's get into the chapter about money a little bit. What what are some of the practical things you talk about in there that we can do practically to, to get a better handle of our finances and stewardship and, and just how to think about it from a from a biblical perspective? Can you maybe pull out, you know, one or two things that you yeah. highlight in the book? Yeah. So I, so I think, so I've got basically, like I said, five steps in that, in that section of the book, but the one thing that, you know, so I, I'm a Dave Ramsey fan and, and Larry Burkett and, you know, these guys who have talked about financial stewardship for, you know, decades now. And, you know, most of the time, uh, at least with Dave Ramsey, I remember going through his financial peace university course and talking about understanding the debt you have and, and, um, and it made sense. But one of the things that I have come to realize is, the, the step before that is even is assessing your assets that you already have. Um, and the reason that I think that's important is because we don't realize how blessed we already are. If we're living in debt, 
we can feel so overwhelmed. We can feel like the struggle, right? I mean, it is real. It's, it's really a, a pain for so, for so many people in our consumer-driven culture. But if we really look around, you know, there are things that I have in my house that I still go, how long, is I, how long have I had that that I haven't even used it, you know? Yeah. Um, we, it's easy with clothes, I think. You know, it's easy to think back, okay, that was like 10 years old. It's out of style now. Um, but there, for me, you know, I've thought about, you know, I have, I have a garage full of tools or equipment that honestly, I, I had a need for it at one point, but I don't need it now. So what can I do with that? You know, so look, just kind of taking inventory of what do you already have and, and, and really gaining perspective on how blessed you already are. I think that's a big part of it. Um, then you can get to that second part of really appraising your debt and under and getting a good handle on what, what do I owe? Who do I owe it to? you know, how much is, what are the interest charges and the timelines and all that, that, you know, that is more traditional financial management um, training. But I think that if you start with those two and, and in that order, I think, you know, A, some of those assets that you discover in the first step, you can actually sell and help apply to attacking your debt. Um, some of it is you realize, like for us, uh, three or four years ago, we moved into a new home and we had our, our new configuration of our home, we had too much furniture. And so our garage was now full of extra furniture that we weren't going to be able to use in our new house. And there was a, there's a ministry at our church where we're helping uh, refugees get settled in our area who were basically brought here, given a house, but no furniture or anything. And so we have a ministry that's helping them get their life, you know, settled here. And I realized, you know what, a lot of times we think about giving to those in need from a financial standpoint, money-wise. But we got to see giving our couches away or some extra beds or things that we had extras of that we just weren't going to use. And could we have tried to sell them? Yeah. Um, but there was immediate need. And it was so fun to be able to know that this furniture was going to go help bless a family that is been basically dropped in the middle of a place they've never known before, trying to establish a life that they have no clue how to begin. And we take, we at least help take some of that burden or relieve some of that burden for them. So, so that was a part of assessing our assets was we had this stuff. It was going to clutter up our garage for who knows how long. And then we met a need that was, was very felt for these families. And so I think that, I think those two things is what do you, you know, what do you already have? And then what, what do you have that you need to retire that debt so you can become financially free um, and really take and really attacking your debt um, it really going to war because it becomes a spiritual battle when you're in debt. It becomes a thing where it holds you back from doing what God wants you to do or is calling you to do. If you have so much debt that's looming over your head, you are very constricted. Um, you know, the scripture tells us that the borrower is slave to the lender. And that is so true. And we don't like to talk about that. Um, yeah, I, I like that you said that because I really believe that what happens in our personal lives do bleed over to business. Yeah. And, you know, I talk a lot about the reason I do what I do is because I want to help Christian entrepreneurs get to a place where they can actually go do what, mm -hmm. what God's called them to do. And I believe that entrepreneurs, the vehicle that God uses for them to be able to do that is their business. Yeah. But if you react with debt, you're going to be, it's just going to hold you back even longer from really being able to be set free to, yeah. to launch out and do what God has called mm -hmm. you to do. And 
so this is why I think this is such a huge topic that we need to first of all embrace individually, right? We we need to be doing this in our individual finances because if we don't know how to manage that personally and in our personal lives, um, that's going to tend to, to steep over or bleed over into the business. And then now yeah. your business is going to have financial difficulties. And so yeah. I don't think you can separate the two. And so this is why I think this is such a yeah. important topic to, to grapple with, not, not just the mindset of, am I, is it okay to make money? But the flip side of that is how do I handle my money? You know, how do I get out of debt? How do I make sure that I'm not living um, beyond my means um, mm -hmm. and, and getting that straight um, personally, uh, then bringing that into the business and making sure that your business is, is where it needs to be and that you practice in financial stewardship on the business mm -hmm. side too. So, um, well, and if you think about it, to, to kind of jump off that point is, you know, if, if a lot of people leave their jobs, their day jobs, right, working for someone because they want freedom and flexibility and, um, but that job at least provided a steady paycheck and people that are still getting that steady paycheck and debt have stress. But now if you add the, the level of now I'm responsible for generating income from a business that I now own and operate. Now it's like, not only do you have sleepless nights because you have debt, even though you have a steady income, now you have doubly sleepless nights because you're responsible now to generate income to pay the, to pay off that debt. And so, you know, I know I once heard somebody say, you know, once you get to this place of, of really being debt free, the burden of what you need to earn from your company changes drastically. And therefore how you, how you operate in a sense of freedom is so much greater. And I, yeah, that was, that was really eye opening to me to think about the connection like you just made from a personal to a business. And I think as entrepreneurs, especially small business owners and such as myself, you know, where it's like, I'm a one-stop shop. It's me right now. Right. It's, and, and I'm, I'm, it's, it's all on me to generate the, the income. It's all on me to deliver the services. It's, you know, and, and so I, you know, as I grow and as I scale and as I bring contractors or employees into my business, you know, then all of a sudden I will have more responsibility to make sure I can keep paying them. <laughs> so, you know, it's like, it's, it's this never anything. And, and so I think that those two things can't be separated to your point. Yeah, that's good. Oh, that's good stuff. That's, that's good. Um, so where, where can people get this book if they want to, um, grab it and read it? And I highly recommend it. I, I had a, the privilege of, of reading it in its manuscript form. You did. And, yeah. um, it was, <laughs> it was amazing. And, um, so if people want to get a hold of that book, and I'll put the link in, in the show notes too, but where can people grab that book? Yeah. So my website for the book is called leadlifebig.com slash book. And when you get to that, that page, it's basically as the book trailer to, to get a little bit of a, a visual picture of what the book's about more, um, have some additional resources there. Um, my website, I do blog and, and have my own podcast there with some recordings walking through uh, these, these different lessons from the book. So um, but yeah, that's, that's the best place to go. It kind of, that's kind of the, the resource hub. Um, I have a group study guide that you can download and, um, and a companion workbook as well, because it is, it's, it's not a book 
you know, I had somebody tell me this book deceived me because it's not real thick, but it does, it's not a quick read in the sense, because, because it really is a coaching kind of a book. It's something that you need to walk through and, um, and work through the process so that you can ultimately have better results in your life. So, um, so yeah, so that's, that's where they can go to find it. Cool. And if anybody wants to reach out to you, what's the best way for them to do that? Yeah. If they, I mean, if they just go to my website there, they can they hit my contact page and, and send me a message as well. Um, that's, that's probably the simplest way. Okay. So any last, anything, any last thoughts or comments you want to make before I ask you one final question that <laughs> I, I'm going to, I'm going to ask all of my guests at the end okay. of each episode, but any last words you want to say on this topic of, of finances and, and money and, and entrepreneurship? I would just say, you know, one of the things that I really work with my clients about is that we, we try to compartmentalize our lives from our business and work so often, you know, and, and it's just not reality. Um, I don't believe in work-life balance from the standpoint of what often is taught. You know, I think it's a myth that there's this perfect balance. Uh, I believe life comes in seasons. And, you know, sometimes you're busier and work because of what's going on. Sometimes you're busier with family. Um, you know, I have, I have some friends who are CPAs and tax season. There's no balance, you know, in tax season for them. It's, it's a lot of work. And, um, but their family gets a lot of their time, you know, other times of the year. So, so there's that, I think, is that, you know, having a realistic perspective of, of life being ebbs and flows, seasons of different, of different emphasis areas. Um, and that's why I think, you know, I really struggled, you know, this Jeff, I struggled with how does my book connect to business leaders? Because it felt like it was for just the common person, but maybe not the leaders I was coaching. And, and what it, what I felt God was saying to me is you're helping address the life of the leader as much as their leadership in what you're doing from coaching. And, um, and so, you know, if we can take care of our life in general, we will be better leaders. And, if we grow as leaders and we do the right things then we can be better in our personal lives. So it's, it's, it, it, they really go hand in hand. And, um, and so that's, that's, I guess what I want to say is, you know, don't try to disconnect your personal versus your professional life. It's you're one person, you take yourself to work every day. Um, personal things bleed over into professional, professional challenges bleed over into personal. It's just reality. And we just need to accept that and navigate that accordingly. Yeah, no, that's good. Okay, ready for the question? What's the one question? <laughs> <laughs> so what what's the one thing that you try to do daily to make sure that you're doing business God's way? Yeah, for me, it's, and I talk about this in my book, actually, um, I had to make the hard decision probably uh, two or three years ago now to get start getting up early in the morning. I used to be a very much a night person. Um, I'd stay up late and I'd struggle to get up early in the morning. I, I just hated, I hated it. Um, and, but I realized that based on the season of life my family was in and the focus that I needed to give God my best time, I started getting up at five in the morning to get ready. And so I do that each day and I get up at five, I get ready for the day. I go to my office, which is uh, transformed into my prayer closet as well. Um, where I do my quiet time each morning before I get my, my kids up for school and help them get out the door and that's been, you know, that daily consistency has been the biggest game changer for me. I, you know, I, I, you know, I did the disciplines of reading my, reading my Bible and writing my prayer journal. And I, you know, I read different devotional books over the years. And, and so my, 
my disciplines were there, but they weren't as consistent as they are now. But what I think the game changer has been is that I'm really starting my day off saying, God, what, you know, whatever's on my schedule, I want you to, to go before me and, and guide me, guide my words, guide my heart, you know, my mind, um, bless those meetings. But also, who do you want to, who do you want me to serve today? Um, you know, on my wall, just right above my computer screen, I've got several pages of, of, uh, different prayer lists that I'm praying for colleagues or clients or family and friends, you know, just, and, and those people are front and center first thing every morning that I want to pray for. So, and that's part of it too, is I'm, I, my focus used to be so much on me, 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 even in my prayer time and in my, and what God has taught me through my consistent morning time has been, um, yeah, there's a lot of people that need your prayers. So I want you to intercede for them, not just ask me for what you need or want. Mm, that's good. That's awesome. Yeah, thanks for sharing that. Yeah. Hopefully it wasn't too hard of a question on this spot. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a great, it, it, well, it's a great question. It's, and, and it really is. It's, you know, that's, um, I think different people handle it differently. You know, what's, what are those one things for us? But I think it still comes back to relationship with God if we're going to truly do it his way. Yeah. No, hey, this has been this has been great. Thank you so much for taking the time to to spend with us. Um, again, I'll put all of the links to Chris's um, book and his website and how to get a hold of him in the show notes. Uh, Chris is a great guy. I know if, you know. Reach out to him and and as he can, I know he'll he'll reach back out and. But I do recommend grab his book. Um, I'll try to keep you guys notice. Uh, I'll keep you guys up to date as his course launches right. too. So um, <laughs> hopefully I, real uh, soon here. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's awesome. So Chris, thank you so much for taking the time and, and for your yeah. insight. Um, bro, it's been really cool just watching how God's been kind of leading you over the last couple of years and yeah. and how he's blessing and and like I said at the start of the show, you've been a great example of what it means to to step out in faith, even though I know there are times when you're like, I don't know how this is going <laughs> to work. What am I doing? But, <laughs> right, you know, but you remain yeah. faithful and you've just trusted the Lord that he's going to grow your business. And I know he's blessed you in that. And I, I know the best is yet to come. So thank you so much. Can I say, can I say one me. real quick thing that I thought was awesome, Jeff, um, yes. just to wrap up. And first of all, thanks for having me for sure. Um, I was riding in the car this past weekend with my oldest son. He's 13 and we were going to a soccer game and we were just talking about, you know, business and life and stuff. And, and, you know, you just don't know who's watching. You know, I talked about, you know, about people, adults who are watching. Um, but my son, you know, he, he it's just he just said you know dad you're you're doing a really good job at what you're doing mm -hmm. and i didn't think that you know one of the things that god, i think god's been teaching me is you're not just doing this for you you're actually setting your kids up for their future you're 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 going first and so for me that's been exciting to think about what are the things that i'm learning that that they they won't have to go through the same struggles or processes that i will they'll have their own no no doubt um but but I know things now that I can help them with earlier in life. They don't have to get to their mid mid to late 30s or into their 40s to take action. You know, they're already thinking about how could I have my own business? What could I do someday? Um, and so I just say that because you know, to to the listeners, people are always watching. And if you're if you're a parent, that your kids are definitely watching, even if they don't seem to be. 
And to get that kind of feedback, even though it was this brief passing comment, uh, it was encouraging for sure, but it was also just eye-opening, like, you know, he's realizing that this hasn't been an easy journey, but he's seeing the fruit of it as it continues to build, uh, even if it feels incremental at times. Yeah. That's awesome. No, I was a youth pastor for a while. And you, sometimes you wonder like, are these kids yeah. even, are they not <laughs> out of the blue, they they'll make a, right? Like out of the blue, they'll make a comment and you're like, Oh yeah, I guess you were listening, but that's, yeah, yeah. that's a great compliment, especially as I know you're trying to raise your kids to, to follow the Lord and, and yeah. being a, a good example for them. So that's, that's really cool that your son noticed that. So, all right. Well, we're going to end, end the episode there, but um, again, thank you, Chris, for, for hopping on. Thank you guys for spending time with us. Really appreciate um, just your listenership and, and your support. I've been getting a lot of good uh, comments, a lot of, a lot of love over the, the podcast, which makes me just, makes me happy because because my goal here is that god would use this podcast to to really encourage and, and strengthen uh you as a christian entrepreneur to to go out and build the business that god wants you to have so you can have the impact that god wants you to have so i really do appreciate you taking the time um, to listen and in case you haven't done so um because just a reminder um, if you would mind just going over to apple podcast and, and rate in this this podcast and and just leaving an honest review because honestly that's how you can help this podcast uh spread to more more people so again thank you so much um and as always go out and continue to do business god's way until next week see you guys And that does it for today's show. Thank you so much as always for tuning in. Hey, if you haven't done so already, I want to invite you to leave a review for this podcast because that's how we get the news out and this podcast into the hands of other Kingdompreneurs just like yourself. If you have any questions or feedback on any of these episodes, I'd love to connect with you over on Instagram. You can find me there at Jeff Elder BGW. Until next time, continue to do business God's way. Thank you.